Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hey, legendary human. Yes, I'm talking to you. Love the show? Why not joining hundreds of creatives already part of our collective for monthly masterminds, challenges, masterclasses, and so much more? We help creatives make a positive impact in the world with their message and their content. So give your creative work the visibility that it deserves. Find out more about how to get involved in the show notes of this episode. We're building a pitch on our honeymoon because we had a big presentation to come back to to do. And we were like, of all the, you know, everyone else on their honeymoon, like on the beach, la, 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 we were like crowded around the laptop. how much we'll see how much I can hold how long we'll just be like it's tremendous fab you can start yeah, now no, no one's listening anymore <laughs> hello I am very very good how are you yeah good thank you excited for this chat today so am I it feels like it's a really good chat it's right before our event even if um you won't be around for the event but it's just about before the event and then it's also just before we end the year with loads of stuff to do mm-hmm. and then it's gonna be Christmas and all those fun things, fun games. Just so exciting. <laughs> I love Christmas time. I do love it too. It's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I officially say I'm going to hibernate and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> just all the food, all the mince pies, all the kind of like twinkly lights. I just love the light. <laughs> I just love that. I love the Christmas light. Literally, Amy's house is a fairy light. <laughs> My dad would put it up at like the beginning of December. He'd put it up now if we could. I mean, beginning of December is not as bad as I've heard. I've heard people, okay, Halloween is done. Great. Yeah, people do that. Yeah. So I think you're not the worst. No, okay. (laughs) If you put it on, if your dad is putting it on today, you'll still be okay, I think. There'll still be people that are worse. Yeah. So don't worry. Um, It's kind of funny today because we're also going to talk about, in line with our chat with the lovely um, couple and co-founders, Ollie and Phoebe from Foga, we're also going to talk about rebranding, which it's kind of funny when you think about New Year changes, launches things rolling and a lot of people launch different products a lot of people rebrand i mean yeah it's a big time yeah we're rebranding we are eeks we can't say anything yet people that will know are the people that are coming to the event on the 10th of december and that's the only people everybody else um 
Well, you have to wait until January. It's exciting. It's going to be a good time. It is a good time. And actually, it's going to be a busy time. I mean, if you're listening to this pretty much the time that is out, it's probably already a very busy time because uh, actually it's kind of funny. With Ollie and Phoebe, we talked about the previous incarnation of Foga. They'll pronounce the name because I still can't remember the acronym. This is just to explain how painful it was for people to pronounce it. And that's the reason why they wanted to change it. And it's really fascinating to hear their story and yeah. how much time they put in it, how much, you know, how much thought they put in it and why they decided to go for it. And I think it's such an important thing when you think about your brand or what you stand for. How clear is it for you, but also how clear is it for other people? Yeah. What do you want to be, like, what do you want to be known for? Like, what do you want people to look at your brand or look at your product and what do you want them to think about? And that needs to be really clear. Because um, there are so many brands out there, you're like, I'm not quite sure what they do. Like, why would I use this supplement or why would I eat that food? Um, so you do have to be really clear. I agree. And I think it's harder, especially with, um, again, there are some categories that I can see things being a bit more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Activewear, for example. But then when yeah. you go into food, yeah, sometimes, some I companies. Think, sometimes I think, like, just tell me what you do, <laughs> please. Yeah, tell me what you do. Tell like, me are you are. chocolate, are you nut butter, are you fruit, are you... Because yeah. uh, you go, I think it's something that we talked about actually with Ollie and Phoebe as well. If I'm going to your social accounts, especially your Instagram, because I mm-hmm. think that's the portfolio of the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, it is. And from the first six to nine posts that I'm seeing of your stuff, I still have no idea what you do. How am I going to be wanting or willing to try your products mm-hmm. if I have no idea what you're giving me? You get those brands that are are too focused on lifestyle. So say they are a food brand, for example, yeah. and they're so focused on like the benefits that it can bring that they always forget to talk about their product because all their images might be of someone looking really zen and really mm-hmm. healthy and all this. Um, but you don't actually know what they do. <laughs> so it's like finding that balance between what do you want people to feel like when you take or eat your product versus like what actually is your product. And then you also have the flip side where it's just literally a different variation of the product and its benefit. Yeah. And that's kind of, as you say, the flip side of the lifestyle. And mm, you don't really... Yeah. So, okay, great. But... It just seems too salesy. And, and I think it's just like, people want to see... It's kind of hard, as you say. You want to have the balance because people want to see how they're going to use your product or how, you know, people real people are benefiting from eating your chocolate instead of somebody else or mm-hmm. how they're using it. Yeah. You know, thinking about food is quite... In that respect, it's quite easy because even if you show different and interesting ways for people to use your product as food it still is real life inspiration because yeah. you can make a porridge yeah, or a cake like out it. of it mm-hmm. right, some, some products even people that we work with we work with loads of brands we work with toothpaste something that I mentioned before so you know you think okay everybody needs yeah. it it's like great but how can you make um, something that people actually think a bit more mm, instead of yeah. just grabbing just in the, the bathroom thing. like where else can you position it in the house that you think actually that has to do with this part of my life and yeah where are you going to position yourself exactly and that's literally what you said before it's just like what do I want to be known for yeah and uh, there's something actually that we say a few times when we think about ourselves is that mm-hmm. the reason why actually we're rebranding just to give you a bit of an insight is because we know what we do we know exactly what we do because we talk about it all the time yeah but not everybody knows exactly who we are and what we do and I think and obviously fair to say if we want people to be more involved with us and just grow the HBC as part of something that everybody can grow with everybody needs to be aware of exactly what they can get out of our help and yeah. all the content that we put out every day every week yeah like, yeah there's so much like I'm so passionate about it there's so much that we can help people with but 
maybe like health bloggers community just maybe isn't doing it. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going on? And trust me, like we survived a whole branding session. Rebranding sessions are fun, but they are long. Um, I mean, we had cake with us. That's we sure. did have vegan cake. <laughs> so I think that session was definitely not as intense as it could have been. I mean, the thing is, like, you tell people, yeah, we're going to do this, we need your help, but you also get cake. Trust me, people are more lenient to come. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to rebrand, bribe them with cake. <laughs> Basically, if you want Lesson number one. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you want to rebrand, bring cake. Yeah. And or anything. Yeah, yeah, we'll get people going. Chocolate too is fine. <laughs> we're not precious we'll come to your rebranding session if you bring us chocolate yeah. or cake thanks um, but yeah seriously it is work like everything else but I think mm-hmm. if right now you're at the beginning of December you're thinking I want to change something don't again I'm sp- speaking to the people who are me like type A excited I'll change it tomorrow Amy knows it better than anyone and yeah. I used to do it a lot <laughs> and I'm like okay calm down calm down Yeah. why how and then slowly working it in um, and then kind of taking that time. So there's no better time actually now to think about what you want to do so that you have a whole year in 2020 to do it. And also like December gets really quiet. So it is that time that I'm not encouraging you to work all the time during December, but it's that time that you can actually take some time to think for yourself because not many brands are going to be emailing you. You don't have that much like supply going out, all that stuff. So just take this time to really think about what you want to do, what you want to be known for. I agree. What you want to put out there. I agree. That's, that's going to be a good time. Mm. So, so that relax, listen to this chat, get all the information, inspiration you need. Uh, from Ollie and Phoebe's uh, journey because we're going to talk about the very beginning of Fogo as well and much more. But until then, we'll then see you again. Uh, we're a couple of more episodes before we take a long, long Xmas break. Um, it's all from us today. Let us know your thoughts at hbloggers.com on all social. And until next time, bye bye for now. Bye. <laughs>is that oh, was yeah. that the new puppy that you had that you mentioned when I've been the demo yeah so he's three yes. months, four old. months four months old yeah so cute but such a time waster like he just is he's just like the most lovely little thing but yeah you can just spend hours watching him and obsessing over like are you okay are you too hot <laughs> do you want to go new again yeah. yeah I'm just always looking at him being like you have you, has, um, Ollie, has he got any food? Have you left him water? Like, <laughs> do you actually bring him to the, the yes, office? Yeah. yeah. And you bring him to the office? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. there now. So the, we're at Containerville, which is not too far away. Like, actually, it's not. Up by the canal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, love it there. It's really cool. It's really good. And he has a little pen, so he's sort of in his little area. Um, and then occasionally he pops his head over the top and barks obnoxiously. And like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, no one's loving me right now. Uh, what's Why am I not central attention? <laughs> every software somebody pops by and gives a cuddle. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, actually, I was, when I was interviewing Pip, uh, they have, I think it's called Charlie. I mean, forgive me, Charlie, if it's not your real name. For listening. <laughs> I know you, we had a really good, like, you know, one-to-one, so I know he knows big me now. The, yeah. Big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> big fan, number one fan. Number one fan, Charlie. <laughs> But it was so cute, and she was like, it's the best, because he just cuddles, and then when he doesn't want to or react, he just does the thing where the dogs just, like, lay, lay across with, like, the little legs, yeah. just, like, standing next to them, and just lays flat, and he's like, I'm done. So she was like, he's actually a great office dog, because he can come about, and he doesn't really... 
I think he's a bit older now. That's yeah. what she said. It's, it's great because she can bring as much as she wants. Yeah, mm. yeah. It doesn't but like hassle people. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get off his cat, though. That's something that I've, I don't think I've heard yet. I An office cat. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like cats are a lot more territorial, though, aren't they? They like they like to stay in the same place, whereas dogs are just like. Yeah. We're definitely like, team dog at Fogo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He comes with us wherever we go. How many people great. have you got in the team right now? So uh, for well, on the team, team three, and then we have a couple of other people who do sort of regular pieces of work for us, yeah. um, design people. Um, store design we've got a few people that we lean on for production stuff every now and then and we're currently kind of exploring building out the ops team as well because that's definitely not our area of <laughs> natural expertise but um yeah it's much easier to hire people who are going to be on the value adding side than yeah. on the value taking side let's put it that way what do you mean by that i feel like Consciously, like it's much easier to take a risk and say, I'll hire somebody who I think is going to bring in revenue, yeah, as opposed to another I want, cost that yeah. you're like, I know I need that cost, but like it's it's just it's a cost yeah. that will enable efficiency. But yeah, I guess is the thing with like more and more companies. I remember having actually in a talk and somebody asking, How can I build a team when I'm just starting out? Yeah, and then um, there was another company there so I talked for us we're three and we're very agile ourselves mm. uh, but then was talking to somebody else she chipped in and she said also she had a similar thing well like for some projects some stuff is just mainly project based do you really need a web designer or a designer at all times mm. Mm, unless you are a digital brand mm. probably not um, so it's that kind of thing where you just kind of like realize that that is a cost that can you can see as a you know a, a time based or a project based cost so you can yeah. add into the budget yeah. rather than yeah. having it as a recurring thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. But I think also like there's a there's a big piece around, you know, being a founder like we we do or we have done literally every single part of what we do, <laughs> which is like incredibly varied because we arrogantly or ambitiously want to own all of our manufacturing and all of our distribution and all of our marketing. So, like, there's a lot to do, which is great, um, but it also means, yeah, we're, we're going to have to make some really big calls around around building the team. And I think there's that rule of, like, if you do it, if you do it five times a day, get someone else to do it. Nice. Um, did you come up with that? No, you it's just something <laughs> I've heard before. Probably, I can't on, remember the podcast. Probably on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things that is true. Ollie loves podcasts. He's like a podcast obsessive. I think it's true, like, as, you know, if you are, if you're repeating the same task over and over again, and it's not like a, it's not a strategic thing where you're having to, like, think it through, you're just undertaking a task, as a family, you you probably shouldn't be doing it anymore. That's actually a very fair point. I think it's that time where, again, coming from other podcasts that we literally recorded, because recording them in batch, again, just for, like, uh, background as well. Uh, is the place where you get from okay I'm doing 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 and then you need to be part of the face of the company yeah. or this best the best spokesperson for the company and again talking again about Pip but just because I think there's very a lot of similarities and it's the, it's the same season so it's an easy one to listen to um, you know becoming the spokesperson becoming the ambassador becoming the personal brand and kind of adding a bit of that personal story mm. you are the best ones to do it yourselves and it just and people don't think that don't realize how much time it can take if you're not smart enough yeah, to do yeah, it as yeah, well. 100%, yeah, 100%. And one of the things that we, like, we consciously do is 
like do things that don't scale so mm. I think a lot in the startup world it's all about okay you know lean startup like scale quite fast but actually like as a founder you need to do the things like the hard graft and like you know be the face at events and things like that to build those connections and kind of like you know be the fire starter I guess get yeah. off the ground and get people excited because no one else can do that as well as you can and show the customer some love as well I think a lot of people for us there's a there's a big thing in customer service like our rule in customer service is treat it's just be a human. Yeah. Like don't don't kind of go. Oh well, sorry. You know we've you know we've satisfied our obligation because we did what we said we would. It's like first things first. If someone's pissed off, like we'll we'll give them a bit of money back. Yeah. No, we won't. Sorry. We'll sometimes maybe occasionally give people money back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just literally looking at the mic and be like, oh, oh exactly. No. <laughs> oh, this is happening right now. But like. If you're, you know, if you've had a bad experience with us, we want to make that right. And the first thing, the easiest thing, frankly, we can do is to say, look, I'm sorry, we haven't made you happy. So first things first is we're going to give you a bit of money back. Um, and now let's talk about how we can actually sort this out because we want you to come back. We want you to feel happy. And, you know, for us, you know, our business is a subscription business. So it's all about the lifetime okay. value of the customer and not about any one transaction. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think it's that kind of thing where you... As you say, like scalability is always, to me, is the most important thing to take into account when it comes to customer service. That's the one when you can get lost. I actually, funnily enough, not joking, was looking on Twitter and a friend of mine mentioned a company which is more like a kind of tech, kind of software-based company. Mm-hmm. And she was really upset because they deal with payments, you know, like in between things. So she was expecting a payment, the payment didn't come, but not just that, which can happen just eight times she has to email customer service to get an answer mm. and I'm like mm. and nobody get back to us obviously mm. that's yeah. what you know then some people because it's easy to take it on social media because mm. you're just frustrated mm. yeah and it's that kind of thing obviously this company is massive and they have millions actually of people that they are managing in that respect so millions mm. of users in database so it will happen at some point you need to step back and be like okay maybe this needs yes. another way to work around yes, it yes exactly because if, especially when you're ta- tackling people money or people's mm. investments that's when people don't really want to be able as you say to come through and get what they want yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but like if you ever tried to complain to Facebook it's like there's no one there it's like you know like they sure it. and then you know which is crazy because it's a social network it's about to be about you know human connections and social mm. connectivity and yeah yeah, the Basis. people trying to get through in Instagram is a big one for us, obviously, because of the bloggers and influencers yeah, yeah, having yeah. an issue. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't. You put through a support request and hope yeah. for the best that it will yeah. magically get fixed. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And you understand there's billions of people. But yeah. you also ask yourself, again, it's kind of the Amazon model where objectively Amazon will always be able to pick up the phone and try and help you out. I'm not saying that Amazon is the perfect company because of again like reasons and things that we hear as well. So you you say what you say, you, you don't know exactly what's going on there. But from a consumer perspective and a and a, and a buyer, the customer service is great mm. because they do listen. If there's an issue, they will refund and stuff because they know how important it is. Mm. Even if they have thousands of transactions, it's an hour, God yeah, knows what. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, probably even. So that's the thing. It's like whether you like Amazon or not, you can see that. You can scale it if you think about how to do it properly. It's not because yeah. it isn't possible to do. It's yeah. got to be at the heart of what of what you yeah. what you want to be. And I think yeah, for for us as, as I said, like being a human, like we want to we want to make it easy to get in touch with us. Yeah. So we have our WhatsApp yeah. on like a big green button on the bottom of every <laughs> email we send. You can reply to us on WhatsApp because sometimes that's easier. 
you know, you can Instagram us, email us, whatever. Like, who takes care of the WhatsApp? Is it you guys? Is it somebody else? I yeah. think it comes straight to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if anyone wants to chat, <laughs> if anybody wants to ask more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what? Actually, I have a question about this kind of like communications and conversation because I know because we've been in touch. You kind of like we know basically I or us as DHBC have known about you for a while in your previous incarnation, so before the rebranding. So aside from just talking about rebranding, which I think is an interesting conversation to have because people are terrified to do it, literally yes. when they have 100 followers, mm. which is yes. funny because they're like, so I love people are not going to remember who you yeah. are. No one knows who you are. Like it's, you're better to start it's not, again. You know, it's yeah. not a personal thing. It's just the way it is. Yeah. But I'm wondering how you still had already a bit more traction in that respect. So how did you, uh, you know, manage to get the rebranding in a way that you were happy with? Or were you happy with the way that the process happened? Or, and what have you learned from it? I think there's one thing to say before we answer the question is that we weren't happy with our brand before. Okay, yeah. Which makes it much, much easier. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, the brand before, literally, Ollie designed it on PowerPoint and then we were like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it's out there and suddenly, as soon as it's out there, immediately, like, I think that's the problem with, you know, entrepreneurs, like, you're always already thinking, like, 10 steps ahead. Yeah. So yeah. you're always a little bit unhappy because you can see the faults, yeah. but you kind of have to live with it. Yeah. And I think um, to answer the question in terms of how did how did we how did we get it to go right? Um, I think we created something that looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. We did have a quite a bit of resistance from some of our customers who knew yes. us better. We're like, guys, what have you done? I loved the black. Yeah, we were like, what were we called? And they couldn't remember the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to, so, to be honest, I had to say to Samantha because we, we saw you at the show. At one of the shows we, we met, you guys we met. Yeah. And I was like, I think it used to be called RCT. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you know what, forget it. I was like, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Just, exactly. And so there's some of this problem. stuff where you, you just, you know, you've done the right thing. We know yeah. we, we knew we'd done the right thing. I mean, bear in mind that name was a 12 hour decision. Um, so, yeah. like, it's, it's, yeah, it was very easy to kind of resolve ourselves to that. But then also, I think we fell back on a few key, like, metrics. Yeah. You know, there are a couple of business things that we, we told us we'd done it. We'd done the right thing. So our, like, our social media uh, acquisition cost, like, customer acquisition cost halved after the rebrand compared with where we were before. That's very interesting. How do you think was that? Because... It all looked and felt much better. Yeah, like a, like a like, fully rounded proposition rather than, you know... Something, something that had been cobbled together. Yeah. And I it's think that's really important because some people have this thing, and again, I'm just talking from a place of being a middle ground sometimes between influencers and brands. Mm. And some brands say, you know, are we... Want, for example, just to say, sometimes you do a campaign, we used to do a lot more than those, like, as of ourselves. It was like, you know, we want you to direct us, you know, maybe a, a giveaway or something. And then put the link back to us. And I'm like, and sometimes I have to say just, no, we're not going to do this campaign for one reason. Because we can direct people to you. But from what I'm seeing from your profile, I don't understand what your brand is. It's not appealing. I have no idea what the product is. We're not going to give you, it's not a case of like, if I mention you, you're going to get followers. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And I think that's kind of what you're trying to say. Is like when people come to your page, but even just to your website or whatever you want them to land, mm-hmm. if they don't get what's in it for them, if it doesn't look appealing for them, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're... 
thousands and thousands of followers, it doesn't mean that we can get you there. We, have, we can put an in, a link from an email to your to your website. If the website is completely obscure and I don't know what I'm getting into, I'm not going to put my email in. Mm. I'm going to yeah. do that. So that's mm. a very fair point and I think it's something that we need to remember sometimes because mm. you tend to think that there's a silver bullet but the most important thing is mm. the core proposition of the brand. Mm. Yeah. And just being really clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely think that was a, a big point. I think we'd taken, taken the time to understand, and I'm not saying we're there actually, mm-hmm. but we'd taken the time to understand the hierarchy of messaging, like what stuff we wanted to get across and what stuff was nice mm-hmm. to have. Um, we'd taken the time to, to clarify like the purchase process and to, to streamline it all and to make it all better. We had got a lot, a lot more high quality imagery produced and we'd sort of, and we lent on a really, really talented designer um, rather than me on PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> talented as I am. <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was real. And I think there's, you know, we always say to each other um, that people trust people far more than they trust brands. Agreed. Um, I think there is an inherent distrust of a brand. So Especially an e-commerce brand, you know, because it's it's kind of unproven, you know, you, f- you see it on Instagram and actually... Yeah, because yeah, you ask them to go from, from there to your website and then like... And then put your card details in. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a big on. trust you've yeah. got to build in that kind of like three different slides, I guess. Yeah. And any, any like, and the first opportunity that a person has to, to kind of get out of that situation, they will. So anything that looks a bit off, they'll bail. Anything that's like a bit too much money all of a sudden they'll bail anything yeah any reason they have to get out they will so it's you know taking the time to kind of make it all as good as it can possibly be there's actually a really good point that you both made about the e-commerce side of things Mm. because sometimes we will use a paypal button because it's cheaper to give you an idea or you were looking to something that it's kind of literally looks like put the html and you just slag the code yeah Yeah. Mm. but as you say then you feel like Hmm, what I'm getting into because you know everybody has to be a bit more careful about what they're doing so sometimes actually understanding what solution is best for what you want people to do whether it's a subscription or again as, as you say like putting £400 down for a course you want to make sure that they can see what they're going to get from it and that yeah. it looks like it's going to be easy for them to access it small yeah. things like that people get really frustrated mm-hmm. and yeah, I think exactly. especially with you guys doing subscription we do subscription with a membership mm-hmm. so trust me I do understand what it means because mm-hmm. People don't realize the support niggles that you can get from, or even the platform that you've seen. We thankfully outsource all of the tech because we got this, the, the platform is actually based on a software, which is yeah. great. And that's the reason why I said yes because I was like, I'm already running a membership. I know what that means. Yeah. I don't want to deal with passwords or issues like that. Yeah. I'm happy to bring people together and then help them understanding. And I think uh, I don't know if you agree. Obviously, because you also looked into the subscription model as a model. Some people think is an easier option because, as you say, legacy and longevity. But there are other things that you need to take into account if you want to go down that road. Mm. Yeah. How have you found it works with you and your customers? Subscription. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people people that buy in like yeah. love it. Yeah. And and they're in. So we get a lot of people that will come. They'll buy a one-off box and then they'll come back and subscribe and they'll kind of be in, um, which is really great. But what we're seeing, which is quite interesting, is that. Um, Customers like to kind of manage their own subscriptions. So kind of we've got like a two, two a month, a weekly um, and a monthly box of 10. Um, and actually a lot of customers want to kind of 
mix and match and maybe one month they want to have one every week maybe the next month they want to have two um so we're looking at ways in which we can actually facilitate that for them as well because mm. and make it more kind of you know like back to ollie's point put the human at the heart of it mm. i think there's there's a couple of brands out there that we look to with with kind of or not all <laughs> but like with admiration so that the dirty lemon guys who you text to order um, I would like we would love to be able to instigate that and we've been we've been trying to to do it in some regards but you know to have an open subscription where you can just text us the rainbow emoji to get sent a selection of plant shakes like oh, how cool so that cute. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're we're trying to bring some of those things into into play which um, you know now, now we've got to do the tech side of that <laughs> enabling something so simple is actually really complicated yeah. And I guess you tap into a younger audience because it's the audience of convenience. Whereas, like, I think there's still the trust everywhere, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think if you go down to the 30 plus, maybe 25 plus, we're a bit more skeptical sometimes. I mean, if you go further up, obviously, it's more skeptical. But then the younger people are so used to a lot of convenience through their phones. And you mm-hmm. kind of want, of course, grow with your customers, but you also want to acquire the new ones and you need to meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah, it, if exactly. it, like, you know, for example, having a mobile friendly sort of like website or platform mm-hmm. or something, it's just the things you have to have in the pipeline. You also have to think about who you're going to talk to next, mm-hmm. I suppose, on yeah. top of also who you're talking to and who you want to yeah, retain exactly. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also making it easy for people, you know, a lot of people like the passwords, like there's so many times you're like, okay, I want to do this. Oh, my password's wrong. I've got to like, you know, make a new password, blah, blah, blah. It's, st- it's actually a big barrier between yeah. you kind of ordering things or renewing things that you actually want and then something else happens in life and you go about your daily business. But if yeah. you can be a brand um, or a service that can actually like, you know, just sort of poke your head in and be like, hey guys, do you, do you want some more of this? Um, it, we feel like it actually fits more into people's lives. I think that actually that point is a really interesting one. On, a, on an adjacent point, poking your head in and saying, hey, by the way, do you want some more of this? It's a really different dynamic to interrupting people when they're trying to do something else. Mm-hmm. And that's, from a from a kind of commercial point of view, like how you've, we want to fit into people's lives. We want to add something into their lives and not be like constantly fighting to interrupt them, to encourage mm-hmm. them to do something that they, they weren't doing before. Yeah. So you look at look at social media and it's, a, it's an amazing you know, community for people to be engaged in. It's an amazing tool for businesses to access people. But at the same time, people aren't there to buy things. True. They're there to engage with their friends, mm. to like look at pictures of, you know, celebrities in bikinis. Like, <laughs> oh, dogs. <laughs> oh, dogs. <laughs> oh, puppies. Yeah. yeah, puppies. <laughs> They're, um, you know, you're, you're interrupting them by trying to kind of capture their attention at that point in time. So... It's kind of important that we understand how people want to engage with brands and want to engage with products so that we can not be trying to steal their time, but yeah. just trying to take their time when they're willing to give it. True. That's, that's very fair. Question. Um, it's not, we're kind of going slightly in the direction, but very mm. quickly. Working together. How long yes. have you been working together and what have you learned from it? <laughs> oh, the laugh. Oh, it's not going to laugh, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to laugh. You've got to laugh. <laughs> um, so You've gone really red. <laughs> it's, it's very hot in here. Um, so I guess from the moment that we kind of came up with the concept to launching it, it's been about two and a half years. Mm. But we look, we kind of, you know, created the company, like Ollie quit his job, I quit my job. We were like ready to go from November. So it's kind of been like 
Yes, I handed in my there. notice the day we got back from our honeymoon. Yeah. Which is, yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about it in your honeymoon. Like, I mean, we talked about it. Oh my god, we were we time. were building a pitch on our honeymoon because we had a big presentation to come back to to do. And we were like, of all the you know, everyone else was on their honeymoon, like on the beach, the la. We were like crowded around a laptop, <laughs> like, but like build the, the perfect time. presentation. But we just love it. I think that's the thing. Like we both love it. We both we came to this concept because we were both really frustrated and we were kind of talking about it all the time like god you know you look at these amazing products and you turn them over and you're really disappointed with what's there Mm. you know and and kind of like portion control but also things that are genuinely good for you seem really expensive and inaccessible um so i think yeah i mean we we love it and it works really well for us because you know, we really like each other. That's why we got married. <laughs> so actually of all the people to spend like, you know, every second of every day with, it's going to be the person you've chosen to like, to get married to. I think, yeah, it's, as Phoebe said, like it's, it's brilliant for us. Um, it's like, I can't remember what I was going to say. It, it, it works, <laughs> it works really well for us, but I think also, sorry, yeah, that's what it was. If, if we hadn't done it this way, one of us would have been, like mm. immeasurably frustrated oh yeah I see that because yeah. you know we were talking about this on our honeymoon like we live and breathe this like we were we were we'd been both been every time we sit down we're like oh what about this idea what about this idea maybe we could do this like that we you know we went skiing and we had this elaborate plan to open a juice bar in St Anton <laughs> not only because we wanted to live in St Anton but <laughs> also because we thought there was a need like you know, we... Oh God, there's, been, uh, there's been a lot of different yeah. business plans that we've, like, and ideas we've done before we got to when we were like, okay, actually, we need to actually we, do We're this. running supper clubs in our house because we wanted to do a yes. restaurant concept for, with, no, with no allergens in it. Like, you know, it would never have worked if only one of us was in it. Yeah. It would have caused yeah. far more friction than... It's hard because then you, kind of, you start resenting, don't you, in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I do understand that. I appreciate that, like... My boyfriend doesn't work with me, but bless him, I carry every show that we're doing. He's just there talking to all ladies. All ladies love him. Which is <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, because that's not always on your market, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, he, he loves whatever we do generally, and he loves being around the girls, and he loves the events. So he's always yeah. there when he can. And it makes sense, because he doesn't get frustrated if we're talking, if I'm talking about work, or if mm. I'm doing extra stuff. Yeah. And you're right. I have been with people in the past and I know actually friends that had that issue you know it's hard because yeah. people will get frustrated and yeah. they'll feel like you know you're not exactly and if you're someone that you know you have a real drive to do something different you you need someone that understands that and actually I think you know is excited for you and understands the kind of the level that it takes and like you know like your boyfriend coming along to all the events and everything like you need that to be really hard otherwise to explain you know that you don't really have weekends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Date night doesn't really. You know, we have it? like we have like yeah, we, f- we have like two or three hour pockets, and like but we you know we've there have been periods of time where we've kind of got it a bit wrong for a while, <laughs> and we've been like we sort of had to look at each other and be like ah, we are husband and wife as well as co-founders. Like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say need to, we do need to yeah. like put the laptops down um, at a sensible time and like but there's you know there's little things like. You know, we obviously we both love going to the gym, and so like of a Friday night, we might go. Let's go to the gym together, and then have like a glass of wine together. And like we've spent a nice amount of time together. We've had a really nice time, but we're also getting to go to bed 
at a reasonable hour and then we can get up and work on Saturday morning because that's also what we want to do. But <laughs> yeah. It's probably, I think, our relationship with everybody else in the world has suffered more than our relationship <laughs> with ourselves. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> At least you got the puppy now as well. Yeah. well yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Give it, that's a good thing. I can give him attention. You can give him love, but then if you do your thing, he's not really gonna bother too much. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's really yeah, exactly. very easy. Yeah, exactly. He just comes with. Yeah, <laughs> so happy. Now I have one more question. The only one that is um, the question I ask everyone. Okay. So we'll go with Ollie first. Bam. Um, most important question of them all. If you had to have brunch with anyone, dead or alive, who would that person be? See if you're allowed to jump in if you already know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if not, we're gonna go with Ali first. Put on the spot too much, but. I mean, I was just we just discussed. I don't get enough time with my wife when she's my wife and not my co-founder. So Phoebe. Oh, oh that's <laughs> we're not on like blind date or something. <laughs> Literally scoring her life and going up, cheering. He's yeah, like, "Yes, exactly. I've done this, earned it, <laughs> take off." <laughs> wow, no, she's not in a position, huh? Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, good luck. Um, oh, brunch with anyone? You know what? It would probably be someone like. It'd probably be someone like Deliciously Ella, who's mm. built a business really successfully, you know, works with her husband, um, is juggling a million and one things at the, at the same time, just to kind of like relate and be like, you know, mm. ha, you know, how's it, how's it been? And kind of, mm. I guess, share stories because, yeah, like it is great and I love what we do so much, but the kind of the lows when something goes wrong with the business are so low, and you'll know this yeah, as well. Yeah, it's and nice the highs are so high that actually, like, yeah, someone like that at the moment is sort of my like, like role model. You know? <laughs> she's kind of, she's kind of, you know, she's done everything really well, and she seems, you know, so kind of calm and everything. So, yeah, would she make brunch or would you go out? She'd have to make brunch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm inviting you, but you gotta cook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure she'll be accepting that invitation. <laughs> you never know. Maybe she's listening. Maybe. Maybe. And somebody saying David Attenborough, and she was like, "Maybe he's listening." Come on, David, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you so much for living the puppy. And yeah, it was lovely to chat to you. And lovely you. To chat to you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Make an Impact Show. For more info on the HBC, head to our socials at hbloggers.com or go to our website, healthbloggerscommunity.com. Now get out there and be awesome.